tell you one thing, if another green man pops out of me, I'm shooting first and asking questions later. They're coming to get you, Barbara. You are on the verge of destroying the entire universe. You're listening to Creeps in the Night with Sam and Logan. <laughs> Welcome everybody, it's episode 3 of Creeps in the Night. Sit back, pour your poison of choice, snuggle up to the one you love, or someone you can at least tolerate until, you know, you can find that one. I'm Logan Marks. I'm Sam Baxter. Alright, so what we got going today? What have you, having a, what you been doing? You know, I've just been watching this TV show called Dark on Netflix. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. <clears throat> it just recently wrapped up, but it's it's a lot of time travel. It's a German show, so anyone who, mm-hmm. who uh, can't stand subtitles or dubbing, you know, don't watch it, but... <laughs> it's really good. I mean, it has it has a lot of uh, time travel, the time travel element, and there's making me want to do a show about time travel, but more intricate. It's it's mm. basically like you know, it's a few families, about four families that are their lifestyles, and it's they end up it's it's set in you know 2019, but there's time travel that occurs. It goes into the past, like 1986. Mm. Goes to the future, 2052, and even further back to 1953. And it's just, it has the element of, like, basically, they're all tied together. Um, One, what ends life is also the beginning of another. It's almost like a big loop of time. And in certain parts, like, it it reminds me of, like, the Rick and Morty type thing, you know, like... um, Remember, like, the parallel Rick and Morty's and, you know, how they hate... The, Rick hates himself. Basically, he knows who himself is, so he hates him the most. And th- that's kind of how these characters are. Like, they meet themselves in the past and in mm-hmm. the future. And, and, you know, when they meet themselves, it's like, hey, you know, the, the future self might tell them, hey, you don't know how to do this yet, but you have to go through some shit in order to be oh, to become who, who prepare I... prepare them. To be, yeah, to, be, to become who I am now, you have to go through a lot of heartache. So there's a lot of bullshit coming up. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, right? Because you know, then you could change it. Things might change, but he's like, you you have to let things play out. And then you know, and when you're the one who hasn't it happened yet, you're like, fuck, like, like, like I don't, I don't yeah. want to get ready for heartache. Like, I'm, I'm the one that's gonna yeah. do, let's go through all this shit. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, the only no, the only solace you can get is that you know, when you see yourself in the future, whether you're a hard ass or whatever, at least you survived, right? You're still there. You're still around. But it's it's just a lot of this is one of the few shows. There's a lot of times where shows are on and I can like you know play like be on the phone and and play things or you know whatever mm-hmm. else. This is one where you, I have to really sit back and just watch it. Like I can't Pay be attention. doing anything else. Yeah, the focus has to be there. You know, and, and there's even certain times where at the end of an episode I'm like, fuck, what did I just watch? And I have to sit back and think about it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things. One thing that it doesn't do. The only thing that this is the only gripe I have, and it's not really a gripe. It's just me because I'm stupid. But certain shows, like you might watch something, and then like in an episodes earlier, like maybe five episodes earlier, or whatever, somebody comes out and they have like maybe they're on there for like one or two episodes, and then they're gone, like they die off or something. And then later on in mm-hmm. the in the future, like episodes, they re- they re- they reference that person. And when they do it, and certain shows when they reference them, it does a little quick flash of who they were. So as you, the watcher, you know who they're talking about. This one doesn't do mm. that, so there's a lot of characters and stuff, so it's fucking hard to remember who's who and and um, what they look like because you also, like I said, you have them in the past. You have them, depending on how yeah, old they are, so you, it's even even it's confusing. Yeah, it can be very confusing. And so it's very it's a good show. I'm not knocking it at all. 
it's just it's very confusing. It's a lot of like paying attention. This isn't one that you can just put in the background like The Office or Seinfeld and just kind of watch. This is one where you got to really pay attention and be like, fuck. But it, I, again, people who like time travel, I highly recommend it because it's the time travel elements. You know, it's pretty good and it might not be what a lot of people believe, the conventional type of time travel. But, you know, it's a show. So fuck you. Just watch it. <laughs> so how do they time travel? Is it like a, a device? There's, there's a device, you know, and you end up finding out. I, I guess I don't want to give away too much, but it's basically like a, a little, I guess like a little wormhole that you can mm-hmm. you can go through to get to the another time. And like oh. I said, it's it's pretty interesting because like certain people who go back in time or go forward in time, they might get stuck there and then they have to play out. And there's a lot of mind fuck going on with it. And I'm not gonna really go. I don't. I'm not gonna divulge anything, but there's a lot of mind fuck in it. Like holy shit! Like. Uh, it, it's just it's it's so crazy that it's it keeps me going and it's it's really yeah, well it done. Interesting. I've I've seen it on Netflix. I just never had got around to to watching it because it's just kind of. I'm gonna. It's because of the the dubbing that kind of throws me off on it. Sure. Because I, I I don't know. I didn't know it was dubbed. I thought it was basically just a uh, subtitles. Uh, subtitled. Yeah. So I was like, eh. no. So now that I know it's dubbed, I might actually try to watch it now i actually have it dubbed and subtitled so fuck oh dude yeah it's, it's that hard to understand um well you know because because sometimes you know what they put on there what they put on the screen is a little more in depth than what is said you know as, as dubbed mm. does that make sense okay yeah and so it kind of gives you a double you know helps you understand a little bit more i know that sounds really stupid but it does it, it and, and some people are like oh yeah you should just do it um, subtitled and listen to them because then you can you know feel their emotions. Like I don't really give a fuck about that. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry, <laughs> I I don't understand them. I really don't care. It's fine. Like to each their own. But I I have it both double because then I can read it and I can listen to it and it's just it, it double helps you understand. It, it's a lot to really focus on, which is what I like. You know, really intricate, mm-hmm. really detailed. But fuck, you know, it's you got to really pay attention. It's it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Oh, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. We'll have to do that now that I have a little bit of time. Well, I don't know. I've been pretty much sick all week, so <clears throat> I, I haven't really watched anything. I just I haven't been in the mood to watch anything. I've just been kind of sitting there just trying to heal up. Oh, okay. And, and well, I was in the backyard, you know, I was like, it was a, it was in the morning because I was like, I'll go out there in the morning because it was been too hot. Mm-hmm. It's been crazy hot these last couple of days. It has been. And... I, in the backyard, I have chickens. I have like four, what I thought were four chickens. Mm. And, you know, that's where we get our eggs. And so I go back there and I notice it's early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I notice that one of the chickens is starting to crow. Oh, that's not a chicken. <laughs> that's not a chicken. And I was like, wait a minute. Because I remember looking at him in the past and thinking, it's like, oh, that, that chicken looks kind of weird. He looks different <laughs> from the other one. Something about, something's weird about him. Them, his, th- his dick, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a, he's got a dick. Yeah, what kind of chicken like, has a you dick? Know, he, he, he looked a little bit more masculine yeah. than, than than the other ones, and I was like, "What is up wrong with that chicken?" Yeah. And because and he was a younger one that I because that's the two older ones, and I bought these two other ones. Mm-hmm. And when I bought them, I was like, "I just want chicks. I want the female chicks." And they're like, "Yeah, that's what these are." Oh, I was like, all right. So I, got, I bought those right. Tricking. So I'm waiting for them to get older. And now they're at the point that they're they're hitting the puberty, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he's starting to crow. And I went out there. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I was like, "That's not a chicken." I didn't pay for so you. So now, yeah, I didn't pay for you. Now I have this fucking rooster in 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 the back there with the, the three chi- with the and, chi- chickens. That's, 
Yeah, so now that's one less egg producer. Yeah, but he's fertilizing. He's fucking all the rest of them, right? He might, but I don't want like a ton of chicken. I don't like. I don't want like a, you know. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm not in the. I don't want to become a chicken farmer where I have like all these chickens and running around. Yeah. I just wanted a couple chickens, to have some eggs. It was a. It was like a cool pet little pastime. Yeah. It was like little hobby, you know. Take care of a couple oh, chickens, no. you know. Feed him stuff. But now, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this extra rooster just hanging that out. That dog next door that barks all the time. He's gonna have to. He's gonna come over and eat those chickens. <laughs> I might have to just give him one. It's like, here, you can have this yeah. one. This, is, this one doesn't lay eggs. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Or maybe I'll just have to eat him. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe I'll get more chicks, and then, and then maybe we can start giving out to people or something. Chicken, do- chicken is tasty. To- so. Yeah, that's true. I'll give them out to birth- for birthday. Just give people, like, presents. Like, here's a chick. And just yeah. <laughs> can enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> All these people just getting these random chicks for, yeah. for their presents. Damn. That's too bad. That's too bad. I like I like chickens. <laughs> I, I figured you would be good with a rooster to get more eggs, but I guess when you think about it, you know, there's going to be chicks. If you don't get all the eggs, you know. Yeah, you're going to have baby chicks everywhere. Oh, man. Um, and you don't have a huge yard. Uh, so. No. Like like I said, I had it was enough space for four chickens. Yeah. So, like, if there's going to be any more, it's, it's going to get populated. It's going to get uh, pretty tight there. Shit. But, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I... I I'll see if there if we get some chicks and see if if anything actually happens with that. Good luck with that. If man. not, I'll probably have to. Yeah, well, I'll have to get rid of it. <laughs> All right, so we should <laughs> we should probably get into the into the weird and wild. So let's do a little bit of funny before we get into scary. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. It's time for Weird and Wild News. All right, thanks everyone for sticking with us. We got this first story here. A Florida man yesterday struck his daughter in the face with a slice of pizza, resulting in his arrest for battery police police report. <laughs> battery with a pizza? With pizza, man. <laughs> Which is shitty because I love uh, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? We It's been a while since we actually had... Uh, food attack stories where people get attacked or, be, yeah. or beaten with food. Yeah, I know. It has been a those while. Are always, those are always been my favorite. <laughs> I know. You don't fuck with food, damn it. So, cops responding to a disturbance call at the victim's Vero Beach home discovered the 20-year-old with what looked like tomato sauce on the left side of her face. <laughs> inside the resident's front door, the ground was, quote, covered with pizza toppings, unquote, according to the arrest affidavit. <laughs> The victim told police that her father, Tyler Warden, 41, came to her home Sunday afternoon to drop pizza off. But when she told Warden that she was not feeling well and asked him to leave, he began arguing with her. When the woman sought to close the front door, Warden allegedly threw a pizza slice at his daughter, striking her in the face. So I guess that made the woman call 911 and cops arrived at the residence and questioned (laughs) Warden, who admitted throwing the pizza. 911 for a pizza pizza slice, yes. Um... Who admitted throwing the pizza, but claimed he thought the door was shut at the time. An officer noted that he detected a strong odor of an alcoholic beverage on Warden's breath. He was arrested for battery and booked in the Indian River County Jail with a misdemeanor charge. He was released from custody this afternoon, posting a $500 bond, and has been ordered by a judge to have no contact with his daughter. Slice of pizza, man. Slice of pizza. We're getting People are getting too fucking fragile, right? Well, I don't know. You know what? It could have been scolding hot pizza. Could have been. Maybe that... Could have been because I mean if it's 
Maybe it was like if it's if it's hot, if that's gonna that's gonna hurt. Maybe, that's pizza. That's pizza sauce hurts. But when it's hot. but how often is pizza I mean, fucking hot by the time you get it? You know, <laughs> that's, gonna... that's true. I mean, it's probably lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, that's probably lukewarm. Maybe she's mad because it was like toppings she really liked, and you know she didn't want it wasted, and he fucking <laughs> threw it at her. It's, I don't know. That's that's shitty. But fuck, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got one here. I got a story here. So a man apparently shot himself by accident while showing Florida bar customers his gun. Oh. So the man the man can be seen on surveillance videos showing his gun to customers at an O'Reilly Uptown Tavern in Pensacola <laughs> before making a quick motion as if he's putting as he's pretending to holster the gun in his um below his shoulder. When he did, the gun discharged and the bullet hit the man's torso. Oh, so I don't know if he was uh, I don't know if he was pretending to be a badass or something. Manager Warren Sonnet said, but from what I can tell, it was a complete accident. Uh, the man accident. <laughs> the man immediately left the bar and and checked himself into the hospital. <laughs> Police contacted him and are uh, determining if whether any files need to be charged. So that is awesome. You know, I. Like, you know, I I think people should carry guns. I am a big, you know, I I I'm a gun guy. Sure, me too. I like to carry them. But if you if you're like dumb enough for you you know, pretend like you're all, you know, the Wild West fucker mm-hmm. and you're swinging the gun around, I think you shouldn't you shouldn't have a gun. Yeah, I you shouldn't be able you to should be have responsible. One. There's a there's a part of responsibility with having a gun. Again, I'm the same as you. I like guns. I'm not opposed to them. Um but stupid people I'm opposed to. And this guy sounds like a jackass. So, so. Well, he was all waving around and trying to put it in his holster like he's a bad. I know that's what I'm saying. Fucking uh, almost, you know. Thankfully, he didn't die, but he kind of got what he deserved. I gotta say. Let's keep on the same topic. Please say a Yakima, Washington man is under arrest after he shot at his refrigerator, believing someone was shooting at him after a soda can exploded. <laughs> <laughs> so he was attacked by a so- man. This. <laughs> The food around here is crazy. I know, man. He's getting attacked by pizza and uh, soda. Yeah, and guns. Officer, You're not even safe going by a pizza hut. No, anymore. no, no. <laughs> Was Pizza Hut ever safe? I don't know. <laughs> Officers responded to the scene on Saturday after receiving the reports that the man had opened fire at a refrigerator. When police arrived, they say that they found the man outside the home in an alleyway yelling incoherently with a gun lying in the middle of the road. After he was taken into custody, police say witnesses told them what happened. The man had been placing soda cans into the fridge when one exploded, police say. He immediately pulled out a pistol and out of his waistband and fired it around into the bottom of the fridge. <laughs> the man later told police in an interview that the people who live in the basement wanted to kill him and they, he had, they had shot at him, so he fired in self-defense. Investigators, okay. investigators also say there's no one that lives in the basement below the man. And in fact, <laughs> in fact, there oh, is no crap. basement at all. <laughs> 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 it's imaginary basement. Yeah, exactly. Police say the sound of the soda can popping is what the man thought was a gunshot. So police questioned the man about the gun, and he said that he had found it two weeks prior. <laughs> so, 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 he didn't even have a license or anything for it. So He just found this he gun. He allegedly just found the gun, yeah. So it was a self-defense yeah. from the people who don't live under the basement, in the basement, because he doesn't have yeah. one shot at him. You know, that's how I got all my guns. I usually just find them. They're like I know. usually laying around. Yeah, on, they're just on park benches. Yeah, and, and uh, 
I usually find my guns so I just pick, in like gun stores. They're just there. I don't know. They're, they don't belong to anybody. So I just find them. Yeah, you give them you give them money, and then they give you. A, I don't uh, even give money, man. I just find them. So you just find yeah. them. There. <laughs> it would just sit in some man's car. I don't know. So, so the man was arrested and booked for second degree unlawful possession of a firearm and discharge of a firearm. So, 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 so yeah, nice, soda nice. cans fucking scared him. <laughs> What a jacket. I, I like how he was like trying to blame the, the people downstairs when he doesn't even have a basement. Even have a basement, I know. <laughs> they shot at me. They shot at me. <laughs> They're shooting from everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I got a story here. Authorities of Sherbrooke, Quebec, held a press conference Thursday after a gruesome discovery that shocked the community. So a woman's burnt remains were mistaken for a mannequin last Friday and disposed of in a dumpster at the Sherbrooke Police Station. So the director of the police service, Dan McConnell, said the event began with a 9-11 call just around 11 a.m. for a small brush fire behind behind a factory. So as firefighters arrived on the scene, witnesses reported that someone had come to burn a silicone mannequin. At 10.45 a.m., the firefighters arrived in the parking lot of the police station and put the supposed mannequin in the container. Hmm. Uh, McConnell recounted. So four hours later, a man called in to signal the disappearance of his his partner, prompting a uh, police investigation into the missing woman. And they've realized that the vehicle was located near the site where the fire was at. And thanks to the cell phone service, uh, they were able to pinpoint that it was the woman's phone. So McConnell said an officer who responded to the fire noted that there might be a link to the mannequin fire. <laughs> and <laughs> might be. And, and, the, and the missing woman, in a bid to shed light on the matter, a decision was made to recover the supposed mannequin. Uh, the police say after examining the remains, officers confirmed that it was indeed the body of the missing woman. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, police chief Wiggum must be yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Must be like the head guy there. Because they didn't realize what they were throwing away was a was a person. I don't know. I I think they need a little bit more training. Yeah, the train might, might help. <laughs> no doubt, some type of forensic training. Oh man, that's that's crazy. I can't believe that's poor lady. But uh, that's shitty police officer work. <laughs> well, we've had a lot of guns and violence in today's news, haven't we? <laughs> pizza, pizza <laughs> attacks, gunshots. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now to get the scary stuff. Yeah. I, well, that was supposed to be the funny stuff. I think that was more scary than yeah, that one. Real. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we gonna take a break and uh, we're gonna do uh, five minutes of creepy, and we'll see you guys on the other side. It's time for five minutes of creepy. Okay, and we're back for five minutes of creepy. So just sit back, relax. We're gonna tell you a story, and just enjoy yourself and uh, have a good time with it. So this story is called "The Last Six Confessions." Okay, here's the game. Jesse says as he gently takes the sleek black revolver from the top sock drawer and reveals the weapon to Peter, who is patiently waiting for Jesse to fill him in on the game he had in mind. This game is called The Six Last Confessions, Jesse exclaimed with a wicked smile on his face. Last Six Confessions? How do you play that? Peter asked. It's easy, but I can't tell you how it's played. I have to show you. 
He releases the cylinder of the gun and begins to examine it closely, almost mesmerized by its appearance. Show me, Peter asks. If we play, we can't stop. Not until the game is finished, Jesse says, still examining the gun. Peter watches Jesse's mannerisms as a hint of fear runs down his spine, causing him to shiver slightly. I don't think I want to play, Peter quietly replies, slowly stepping away. You're not chicken, are you? No, Peter replies defensively. It's settled then. We're playing. Jesse places a single bullet into the chamber, then slaps the cylinder, spinning it back into place. The clicking sounds ticks in a quick placed rhythm, slowly silencing down as it comes to a complete stop. I think that since this is your first time, you should go first, Jesse says as he raises his gun and offers it to Peter. Peter's eyes are filled with fear and he answers in a trembling voice, I, I can't, my mom said, my mom and dad says I can't touch the, that. Don't worry, I'll do it for you. Jesse points the gun at Peter's temple and says, now confess to me before you die something that you're ashamed of. Peter looks to the floor, praying to turn invisible. He could feel the room get colder and he swears that he could see his breath. My parents make me go to this doctor because they think I'm not right in the head sometimes. Jesse's grip on the gun tightens and he slowly pulls the trigger. Peter squints his eyes in anticipation of the loud bang, but is relieved to hear a soft click instead. Jesse then quickly places the gun to his temple. My parents never treated me well. My mom used to drink a lot. She used to beat me when she was drunk. He quickly pulls the trigger, but nothing but a soft click. A tear rolls down his cheek and he lowers the gun and points it back at Peter's head. What's your next confession? Jesse whispers. Peter's eyes begin to well up as he looks into Jesse's teary eyes. I don't want to play anymore, Peter whimpers. I told you, once we start, we can't stop until the game is over. So what's your next confession? Peter hesitates for a second, then confesses, I took up money out of my mom's purse to buy a Spider-Man toy. Fair enough, Jesse replies, with a hint of sarcasm. He pulls the trigger right away, before Peter can react. Click! Jesse mimics the sound of the hammer hitting the metal. I guess that makes it my turn. He places the barrel to his temple once again and shouts out, I steal my mom's liquor and I drink it till I pass out. Peter turns his head away and closes his eyes, regretting ever walking into the room. He wants to run away, but he is unable to move, as if though his feet are bolted to the ground. The hammer of the revolver falls again, revealing another empty chamber. Peter turns his head back and opens his eyes, to find the weapon pointed back at his forehead. We're almost done, there's only two left. Jesse says as he grips the gun with both hands to get a clear, clean shot. So what's your last confession? Peter takes a deep breath, relaxes his whole body, and says, I don't like you. The wicked smirk on Jesse's face drops. His lips become pale white as his jaw clenches tightly in anger. He firmly steadies his shot. Peter stands completely relaxed, remembering the breathing techniques his doctor had taught him to use when in stressful situations. His heart pounds as he watches Jesse slowly pull the trigger. You can't hurt me, Peter whispers to himself. Click. The room becomes completely silent as both of them wait for something to happen. Jesse releases the trigger and the gun sets itself into the sixth and final chamber. He then slowly takes the gun and as before places it to his temple. We don't have to finish this game, Peter replies. A tear rolls down Jesse's cheek and his body begins to tremble. Yes I do, I always have to finish this game. 
The loud sound of the gun hurt Jesse's ears. He watches Jesse's 13-year-old body violently jerks into the dresser drawer, then slumps to the floor. He watches the blood pool underneath Jesse's head, seeping into the clean white carpet. As he stands there mesmerized by the violent imagery, a voice startles him. Peter, what are you doing in here? Peter jolts and turns around to see his father. Uh, just playing a game, Peter answers. Who are you talking to? A boy. He's gone now. Peter's father walks into the room and picks up Peter into his arms. You and your imaginary friends. So what, so what do you think of the house? I don't like it, Dad. It's a sad house. Too many ghosts. Too many ghosts, huh? Your mother doesn't like it too much either. She thinks the kitchen's too small. There must be something wrong with the climate control too, because this room is freezing. Peter's father carries him into the hallway, leaving the room empty and alone until the game can be played again by a new visitor. I thought that was pretty good. You know, I thought that uh, I had no idea there would be a ghost. I was just thinking it was just an asshole kid, his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was thinking. And yeah, I know. When I first started, when I first started reading it, I thought I was like, "Oh, it's just two kids playing yeah. with a gun." But yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Sixth Sense. It does. I, yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, but it, you know, I was because we all we all had like friends that were really crazy and stupid. You know, I could just I was imagining people like that. I remember thinking playing or being around people who were that fucked up. You know. Yeah, it's weird that we're talking about guns a lot because um, I remember stuff like that happening when I was a kid. You know, we'd pull, or go to some cousin's house or whatever, mm-hmm. and they'd pull a gun out. Like, look what you know, yeah. this is my dad gave me yeah and we're all like little kids all like with <laughs> just with the gun like all spinning no around big deal. our fingers thinking we're all cool yeah, yeah. No big deal but we did have a lot of bb guns remember back in the day yeah we did we did we were pretty much outside well armed <laughs> always were huh <laughs> yeah yeah shooting shooting them were, that was always fun but you know it was a good one it's well done i like that all right, so we're going to take a break. and we come back, we're going to do our main topic, which is the continuation of the New World Order. Yep, a lot of shit again. So get ready. All right. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Alright, so this is a continuation of the New World Order. So this is part two from a previous, because there's a lot of information. So let's jump back into it. So we were going by years, you know, these are just, we're not going through every little single thing, but we're going to like just the big, you know, landmark type things that occurred. So in 1928, the Open Conspiracy Blueprints for a World Resolution by H.G. Wells is published. So H.G. Wells was a former Fabian socialist, and he writes, Quote, the political world of the open conspiracy must weaken, efface, incorporate, and supersede existing governments. The open conspiracy is the natural inheritor of the socialist and communist, communist enthusiasms. It may be in control of Moscow before it is in control of New York. The character of the open conspiracy will now be plainly displayed. It will be a world religion, unquote. So, yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like all these guys, you know, these big guys are already trying to you know, incorporate new world order in a lot of their writings. They're, they're already seen it on the wall, you know, this, these, mm-hmm. it sounds like these big guys are kind of uh, big wigs are probably being approached by new world order type people. Right. So 
1933, <clears throat> The Shape of Things to Come by H.G. Wells is published, and Wells predicts a second world war around 1940, or originating from a German-Polish dispute. After 1945, there will be an increasing lack of public safety in criminally infected areas. The plan for the modern world state would succeed <clears throat> on its third attempt and come out of something that occurred in Basra, Iraq. The book also states that although world government has also been plainly coming for some years, although it has been endlessly feared and murmured against, it found no opposition anywhere. So he's basically saying it's going to be a big war, especially after World War III, where we're going to really need it, right? It's going to come and take place, and we're going to kind of basically welcome it. Mm-hmm. November 21st, 1933, in a letter to Colonel Edward M. House, President Franklin Roosevelt writes, The real truth of the matter is, as you and I know, that a financial element in the larger centers has owned the government since the days of Andrew Jackson. So, man, we talked about Andrew Jackson the last one. <clears throat> uh, March 1942, an article in Time Magazine chronicles the Federal Council of Churches, which later becomes the National Council of Churches a part of the World Council of Churches, lending its weight to efforts to establish a global a global authority. A meeting of the top officials of the council comes out in favor of three things. First one is a world government of delegated powers. Second is a strong immediate limitations of national sovereignty. And third, international control of all armies and navies. Representatives, which are 375 of them, of 30-some denominating asserts that a new world order of economic life is both imminent and imperative a new world order that is sure to come either through voluntary cooperation within the framework of democracy or through explosive revolution so stuff's gaining you know speed gaining power uh, june 28 1945 u.s president harry truman endorses the world government in a speech he says, it will be just as easy for nations to get along in a republic of the world as it is for us to get along through a republic of the United States. So, man, that's basically like he's saying, you know, United States is small potatoes. Let's make it one world, you know. It's just all these guys. Yeah. Pff. October 24, 1945, the, the UN, United Nations Charter becomes effective. Also on October 24th, Senator Glenn Taylor, a Democrat from Idaho, introduces Senate Resolution 183, calling upon the U.S. Senate to go on record as favoring creation of a world republic, including an international police force. Jeez. International police force? Yeah. February 7, 1950, international financer and CFR member James Warburg tells a Senate Foreign Relations Subcommittee, quote, we shall have world government whether or not you like it. By conquest or consent, unquote. February 9, 1950, the Senate Foreign Relations Subcommittee introduces Senate Concurrent Resolution Number 66, which begins, Whereas in order to achieve universal peace and justice, the present charter of the United Nations should be changed to provide a true world government constitution. When it, when, it, when I was reading this, you know, it makes me think of, remember Star Wars Order 66? That's what basically the emperor did. He did away with all the Jedi, right? He did away with the opposition so he could take over all of the 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 all the galaxy. Remember, he was the one power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of <clears throat> it seems like that's what's what's referenced to. Sorry, I had to geek out a little bit. Uh, 1952, the World Association of Parliamentations for the world for the world government draws up a map designed to illustrate how foreign troops would occupy and police. The six regions in which the United States and Canada will be divided as part of the world government plan. So, 
they're already uh, they're already uh, mapping it out. 1954, Prince Bernard of the Netherlands establishes the Bilderbergers, the international politicians and bankers who meet secretly on an annual basis. And we know about the Bilderbergers. Remember Alex Jones used to, you know, we yeah, talk about that. Yeah, talk about them all the time. Yeah, yeah. 1961, the U.S. State Department issues document 7277 entitled Freedom from War, the U.S. Program for General and Complete Disarmament in a Peaceful World. It details a three-stage plan to disarm all nations and arm the U.N. with the final stage in which no state would have the military power to challenge the progressively strengthened U.N. Peace Force. So basically, U.N. is going to be that that one police um, police state. Everyone else will have nothing to oppose them. Can you imagine that, man? All the guns we talked about, we'd have to get Mm -hmm. rid of them. 19, uh, let's see. April 1972, in a keynote address to the Association for Childhood Education International, Chester M. Pierce, professor of education and psychiatry in the Faculty of Medicine at Harvard University, proclaims, this is interesting, he says, Every child in America entering school at the age of five is insane because he comes to school with a certain allegiances toward our founding fathers, towards his parents, towards a belief in supernatural being, basically God. It is up to you, teachers, to make all of these sick children well by creating the international child of the future. thought that was kind of weird, but... Uh, July 1973, the international banking and staunch member of the submersive group of foreign relations, David Rockefeller, founds a new organization called the Trilateral Commission, in which the official aim is to harmonize the political and economic and social and cultural relations between the three major economic regions in the world. Hence the name Trilateral. He invites future President Jimmy Carter to become one of the founding members. Now the Trilateral Commission, just real quick blurb about them. There are three major economic areas in the world. Europe, North America, and the Far East, which is, you know, Japan, South Korea, you know. If under the pretext of having to join forces to be able to face economic competition with the other two economic regions, the member countries of each of these three regions decide to merge into one single country forming three super states then the one world government will almost be achieved like Fabian socialists they achieve their ultimate goal step by step the aim is almost achieved in Europe with a single European act that was implemented in 1993 requiring that all the member countries of the European community to to abolish the trade barriers and to hand over the monetary and fiscal policies to the technocrats of the European Commission in Brussels Belgium Right, that's basically the European Union, right? In January 2002, all of these European countries abandoned their national currencies to share the, you know, the euro. Remember, the the euro is what's used in in uh, in the EU. So, moreover, mm-hmm. the nice treaty removed the powers from countries to give them over to the European Commission. So, what innocently began in 1952. As a European Economic Community, the EEC, a common authority to regulate the coal and steel industry among the European nations, finally turned the European the European state into a super state. So, as regards to you know, it's basically like I said, the European Union. That basically they got formed. That's kind of like what they want to do. It's, it's like a step towards the one world government. So, as regards to North American. North American area, the merger of its member countries is well underway with the, the passage of the free trade agreement between Canada and the U.S. and Mexico. 
In the next few years, the free trade agreement is supposed to include all of South and Central America with a single currency for them all. Mexico's President Vicente Fox said on May 6, 2002 in Madrid that, quote, eventually our long-range objective is to establish with the United States, but also with Canada and our other regional partner, an, an ensemble of connections and institutions similar to those created by the EU. So remember, I don't know if you remember when they used to talk about that. They used to talk about, oh, maybe in the, you know, in the Americas we'll have the Amero. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, I kind of remember Yeah, that. they kind of talked about, you know, because, you know, Europe had the Euro. They're like, oh, yeah, it might be called the Amero. I remember they were talking about that, like, in the early 2000s when NAFTA first came into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also, like, a map. In 1973, um, the Club of Rome, a UN operative, issues a report entitled Regionalized and an Adaptive Model of the Global World System. And it basically, this report divided the entire world into 10 kingdoms. And there's a map on it. I don't know if we can put it on our website, but there's a map of it that shows, you know, the 10 basically kingdoms. It's basically like Canada and United States is one. Uh, two mm. of them, two is like Great Britain, you know, you know, Scotland and Ireland. You know, it's just, it's crazy how they, they broke it. They have this stuff planned out. 1979, this was an interesting one. FEMA, which stands for the Federal Emergency Management Agency, is given huge powers. It has the power in case of a national emergency to suspend laws, move entire populations, arrest and detain citizens without a warrant, and hold them without trial. It can seize property, food supplies, transportation systems, and can suspend the Constitution. Not only is this the most powerful entity in the United States, but it was, but it was not even created under constitutional law by the Congress. It was a product of a presidential executive order. So an executive order becomes a law simply by the signature of the U.S. president and does not even have to be approved by the representatives or senators in Congress. So that just means, like I said, if they deem something, you know, a natural disaster, they can just take your shit. No, no questions asked. Damn. I know. 1991, George Bush Sr. praises the New World Order. He, in a State of the Union message when he says, what is, that, what is at stake is more than one small country is a big idea, a new world order to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind based on shared principles and the rule of law. The illumination of a thousand points of light. The winds of change are with us now. So, it sounds like all these guys, all these bigwigs, they know about it. So, June 1991, world leaders are gathered for another closed-door meeting of the Bilderberg Society in Baden, Germany. While at the meeting, David Rockefeller says in a speech, We're grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjected to the lights of publicity during these years. But the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. The super, the super national sovereignty of all intellectual elite and the world bankers is surely preferable to the national and auto determination practiced in past centuries. So basically, he's just praising, he's just thanking all those big publications, you know, because you know, early '90s, you know, still all news, right? We didn't have internet like this where everything was just passed, you know, instantaneously. You know, it was basically <clears throat> the news outlets controlled everything, and he was just thanking them for being quiet. But not publishing any of this shit. October 29, 1991, David 
Funder Burke, a former U.S. ambassador to Romania, tells a North Carolina audience, quote, George Bush has been surrounding himself with people who believe in one world government. They believe that the Soviet system and the American system are converging, unquote. May 21st, 1992, in an address to the Bilderberger Organization meeting in Evian, France, the former Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger, declares, Today, Americans would be outraged if the U.N. troops entered L.A. to restore order. Tomorrow, they will be grateful. This is especially true if they were told that an outside threat from beyond, whether real or fake, that threatened our very existence. It is then that all peoples of the world will plead with the world with the leaders to deliver them from this evil. The one thing every man fears is the unknown. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of well-being granted them by their world government. So basically saying if we can just fucking trick people or we give them a threat that they they fear so much that when we come in and save them, they'll welcome, welcome us with open arms, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like makes sense. I mean, that's that's a smart thing. Well, that's pretty much what they do. Now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. July 20, nineteen ninety two. Time magazine publishes the birth of the global nation by Strobe Talbot, Rhodes Scholar, roommate of Bill Clinton at Oxford University, CFR director and trilateralist. And he writes, "Nationhood as we know it will be obsolete. All st- all states will recognize a single global authority." All countries are basically social arrangements, no matter how permanent or even sacred they may seem at any one time. In fact, they are all artificial and temporary. Perhaps national sovereignty wasn't such a great idea after all. But it has taken the events in our own wondrous and terrible century to clinch the case for a world government. So I, I, I know, I'm not sure what these guys, how they're seeing it, but to me it doesn't sound like a good idea, but these guys fucking love it. <laughs> Jeez. They just they just keep talking like it's the fucking next best thing. <clears throat> like it's the next best thing. Yeah. Man. 1993, a second parliament of world re- religions is held in Chicago on the 100th anniversary of the first. Like the first convention, this one seeks to join all the religions of the world into one harmonious whole, but it wants to make them merge back into their original element. Traditional beliefs of monotheistic religions such as Christ- Christianity are considered and in- incompatible with individual enlightenment and must be drastically altered. So basically, fucking Bing back religion for everyone. It's like, no thanks, man. (laughs) Um, July 18, 1993, CFR member and trilateralist Henry Kissinger writes in the LA Times concerning NAFTA, which was the North America Free Trade Agreement. Remember when Clinton signed that? I don't know if you remember that. Um, What Congress will have before it is not a conventional trade agreement, but the architecture of a new international system, a first step toward a new world order. I remember hearing about that when that got signed back then. Do you remember that at all? No, I, I don't really remember it that well. Yeah. I remember kind of hearing about that, but again, I, I was young. I didn't really know what that meant. <clears throat> 1994, in the Human Development Report, published by the UN Development Program, there was a section called Global Governance for the 21st Century. The administrator for this program was appointed by Bill Clinton. His name is James Gustav Speth. The opening sentence of the report said, Mankind's problems can no longer be solved by national government. What is needed is a world government. This can be best achieved by strengthening the UN system. So again, UN, man. Police force, they want that shit. May 3rd, 1994, President Bill Clinton signs President Decision Directive 25 and then declares it classified so the American people can't see what it says. The summary of the 
the presidential decision directive 25 issued to members of Congress tells us that it authorizes the president to turn over control of the U.S. military units to the U.N. command. So basically saying, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? <clears throat> Give up the U.N., United States, you know, fucking military to the U.N. September 23rd, 1994, the globalists realize there are that as more and more people begin to wake up to what's going on, they have only a limited amount of time in which to implement their policies. Speaking at the UN Ambassador's Dinner, David Rockefeller remarks, this present window of opportunity in which a truly peaceful and interdependent world order might be built will, will not be open for too long. We're on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis and the nations will accept a new world order. March 1995, the UN delegates meet at a World Summit of Social Development in Copenhagen, Denmark, to discuss the various methods for imposing global taxes to the people of the world. September 1995, HARP. We've all heard of HARP, right? Mm. Popular Science Magazine describes a top-secret U.S. Navy installation called HARP, which stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program in the state of Alaska. This project beams powerful radio energy into the Earth's upper atmosphere. One of the goals of the program is to develop the capability of manipulating local weather using the te- a technique developed by Bernard Eastland. So, again, something to probably, you know, freak people out, maybe destroy people with the weather so that they can come in and swoop and be the saviors, you know. Create the problem, be the solution as well, right? That's what that's what it sounds like. <clears throat> is that what they, maybe, like, uh, I don't know, a lot of people would were blaming Hart for, like, a lot of the... Uh, like the hurricanes and stuff that you know how we've been getting a lot more than you that's know. what they were saying they were thinking that a lot of that was 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 done by probably harp but i i i don't know i'm i i i could see that right if, if it can actually manipulate the weather you could fucking you can fuck up some shit yeah you can do anything you can maybe you can create you know climate change yeah. and tell everybody the world is ending mm-hmm. and we need to you know there's reasons why you have to pay this extra tax or that because you know this is happening. Yep, yep. We need that. Who knows? Maybe they're the ones. Yeah, maybe the ones uh, melting all the ice caps and <laughs> could be, could be, right? And you know, telling everybody, yeah, it's because you guys uh, don't recycle. Yeah, yeah. No shit. <laughs> um, September 27, 1985, the State of the World Forum took place in the fall of this of this year, sponsored by the Gorbachev Foundation, located at the Presidio in San Francisco. Foundation President Jim Garrison chairs the meeting of who's who from around the world, including Margaret Thatcher, Maurice Strong, George Bush, Mikhail Gorbachev, and others. Remember, those are all basically leaders from Britain, United States, Russia. Conversation centers around the oneness of mankind and the coming global government. However, the term global governance is now used in place of new world order, since the latter has become a political liability, being a lightning rod for opponents of global government. Right, so let's just change the terminology so people don't think they don't they don't think we're still trying to do the same thing. That's all they're doing. Global governance is in place of new world order. So, that, so is that what they're calling it now? That's what yeah, that's what they changed it to. Let's just refer to it as global governance, right? It sounds less threatening, I guess, than new world order, right? <clears throat> Nineteen ninety six, United Nations four hundred twenty page report, Our Global Neighborhood is published. It outlines a plan for global governance calling for an international conference of global governance. 
1998 for the purpose of submitting to the world the necessary treaties and agreements for ratification by the year 2000. In 2003, state of emergency, the world is on the verge of another global war. The state of emergency looked for by one world, one worlders to impose martial law and the universal microchip under the skin. But with God's help, they will have the last word. They will not have the last word. February 1st, 2003, Space Shuttle Columbia breaks up on re-entry over Dallas, Texas. February 2003, first reported about cases of SARS. A massive media blitz attempts to create a pandemic, but by May 2003, only 600 people worldwide have died. Compared to the influenza pandemic of 1917 through 1919, which killed 800,000 Americans and 25 million people worldwide, SARS is not really a pandemic, right? But that's remember, remember when that first came out, they were kind of freaking us out. <clears throat> March, 7, 2000, March 17, 2003, at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time, President Bush announces a 48-hour ultimatum to Saddam Hussein to leave the country with his sons or suffer invasion. A lot of people were thinking this was going to probably lead to World War III, right? And again, that could be, you know, hey, you know, a war and, you know, people need to look to government for help. Because then, in, you know, three days later, U.S. started invasion Iraq <clears throat> exactly 555 days after the September 11, 2001. Remember that? The Twin Towers. Um, February 14, 2006, the bill is introduced in the United States House of Repre Representatives to reinstate compulsory military service. And last on here, we got Bush considering creating the North American Union. Will it replace the United States? And then after that, it's kind of like from 2006 to now, you know, they had a lot of things with Obama. You know, was Obama um, trying to start a war? Uh, Afghanistan, you know, was he trying to, uh, again, create a, a one-world government? Remember when um, they thought there was a, a, some trouble happening here and Obama went to that bunker under Denver? Do you remember that? In the Denver airport? Oh, that creepy Yeah. One. I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you could tell I was, I was really painted politics back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember, like I said, I remember that. I mean, because, like, everything that was going on, there was, um, this, I, I really wish, like, I wish I was rich enough to really know what it was. Like, I, I wish they were trying to recruit me so I could really see what the goodness of <laughs> those one world government is. Cause, what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, and then now we have the pandemic, you know, we have, you know, with COVID, and it seems like again, I, I feel you know it could be like a smoke screen. Like they're they're just testing us out. Like SARS didn't work, right? And then remember swine flu like ten years ago, back in twenty like I think it was like twenty two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Remember the swine flu, and everyone was freaking out with that. And mm. and again, it didn't really turn out to anything. And now they're doing it with this, and everything's shutting down. I, I feel like it might be testing to see what. You know what would survive? See what they can get away with. Yeah, how how would people handle the adversity? You know, would they or would they not? You know, we got half the people saying "fuck you," this is fake. Other people saying "fuck you," get vaccinated. You know, I'm not telling anyone to go either way. You choose whatever you want to do. I'm not in charge of any of that. I'm not gonna shit on anybody's opinions or their feelings. But you know, it just seems like you know if these guys, the Bilderbergs and the One World Order, is trying to see what's happening, you know, this is a perfect test. You know, how, how will people, how will they act? Will they be stupid? Will they, you know, work together? It doesn't seem like they work together. I don't think <laughs> everyone's. Uh, no, it's, it just seems like they're just finding ways to, to manipulate us so that we, you know, we just get scared. Mm -hmm. And do what they want. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
But it's it's always been that way though. Um, it's just getting better. They're just getting better at it. Oh yeah. Well, look at with the internet. I think it's everything. It's way yeah, they can spread misinformation yeah. a lot quicker. Because I remember like the '90s and stuff. I mean, they 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 talked about shit all the time, like New World Order mm-hmm. and all this other shit. Like uh, yeah, Bush um, Bush original yeah. Bush did. Yeah, government police yeah. or uh, basically World Order police and basically making it un- under one one government kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And people talked about it a lot, and it was. Because back then nobody nobody really listened because I mean there were there wasn't the the ability of, like they have now with the internet where you you know you Just spread you it get the detail spread it yeah easily. You, you get the details or you know they would they would talk about it even in, like in government and act as if though mm-hmm. nobody was paying attention because basically nobody was really paying attention yeah. there's you know there's only a few people that would mm-hmm. but now that we have like the now that we have the internet now I think they have to be a little bit more sneaky about it. Because no matter what, you know, there's people leak stuff, and mm-hmm. just like with like uh, them listening to us, and um, what's his name, the the guy that got busted because he, he reported that the that the government was like listening oh, to Edward Snowden? conversations, and yeah, Edward Snowden, yeah. just like stuff like yeah. that. I mean, they're they're <clears throat> trying to control us, and just new ways to do it. And again, you know, it doesn't help. I mean, we've talked about it before. Remember with Bill Gates and the microchips? I, I, I honestly think that's ridiculous because everyone thinks that that's the way they're going to monitor you. And it's like, fuck, everyone with the fucking phone. That's how they're doing it. You know, you install these yeah, apps. But I think I, I think they do that stuff. Like they, that's like false, you know, false information mm-hmm. just so that people go, oh, you're crazy. That's, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, that's not happening, but there's other ways that they're doing. Oh it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, diversion, you know, smokescreen. Yeah, it's just diversion. It's it. like, yeah, you you make you you make it the most uh, ridiculous mm-hmm. thing, and people are like, oh, that's that's that's, that's just dumb. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Talk. That's yeah. yeah, that's dumb. That's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. But there's other ways that they're doing it, but you don't pay attention to that no. because you you think like you're, anybody you're, brings that you've up. You've already like, ruled it out. Yeah, you ruled it out because like, oh, that's you know, yeah, it's that's just too crazy to be happening. But I mean, shit, to listen to all your phone calls and. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll be online and you'll you'll post, you know, you buy something online or whatever, and also you get like three thousand ads for mm-hmm. it. Is this Android got busted with Facebook because they were, you know, stealing, uh, recording people's phone calls, like even when both apps weren't even like Facebook wasn't even open, and if you called your, you know, your your mistress, they were recording everything. You know, called your mother, they recorded, it and you know, there's a lot of things that I mean, we're we're slowly giving up our private, willingly giving up our privacy. Everyone's posting all these pictures of themselves. Nobody needs to steal shit anymore. Snowden just came out early and said it, but they don't even need to do that shit anymore. <laughs> everyone's no, because people post it. Everyone's. I mean, you have criminals out there doing the stupid ass shit, mm-hmm. and then and then putting it on Facebook, mm-hmm. all the shit they've done. Yeah, and just guess what? You've incriminated like, yourself. Why? Yeah, why? People are just that dumb. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we deserve to be. Yeah, maybe we need to be fucking <laughs> to take it corralled. In yeah, maybe they corralled up. I don't know. Maybe we don't know what's good for ourselves, Cause, right? Because <laughs> apparently we're not be able to take. We we can't handle it on our own. No, so. I don't know. But even then, it's like I don't know. Sometimes I just wish like all this. Like I love technology and stuff and double edged like, sword, the futuristic stuff. But sometimes like I'm like, man, it's not that great. I know. Like the more I. When I was a kid, I used to think it was amazing. Like, all the stuff that we'd be able to do is amazing, you know, like the, the gaming systems that we have. Yeah. And uh, the, but now it's just like it's it's taken away from it's making who people are anymore. Yeah, like, nobody knows really know who they are. They're just kind of like 
we've become introverted society. You know, nobody wants to see anybody nobody anymore. Wants to hang out. Nobody wants to. Even hang if out. you go to someone's, like, if you go to someone's house, right? If you go somewhere on the to like, there's a party or you know, birthday party, or whatever. Everyone just sits there on their phone. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks to each other. Yeah, they're just and they're posting or they're t- just taking selfies yeah. and then posting on their timelines and shit. Yeah, I don't even like going into family events anymore because like it's like why am I gonna go someplace that I don't even like being, mm-hmm. so that so that everyone can ignore me mm-hmm. and watch their phone. I go for the food. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> nah, that's all I would go for. You know, I'd go fucking eat some good some enchiladas or something. You know, I'd get some tacos and yeah. melt. Fuck you. Yeah, but I can I can get that on my own now. I know, I, I know. To... But I'm just saying, you don't have to cook it. You don't have to prepare it. I know, I know. It's it's a, like I said, technology is double edged sword. You know, in some ways, it's 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 cool because you keep in touch with everything. But in a way, then you also you don't know how to filter out. You don't know what's real. Like a lot of stuff is you know what's real anymore, and it's it's created a society of introverts. You know, like you know, when we were kids. You know, we played out. We were with everybody's house. You know, we played, we did shit. Now everyone's at home gaming. You know, I don't need to go to your house to game yeah. with you. You know, some of the best times are going to your friend's house and go play Tecmo Bowl on the Nintendo or something. You know, it was great. You know, we yeah, just hanging out, yeah. and just running out, going outside and just, just playing, but yeah. getting a piece of wood and pretending it's a gun and running around and shooting each other. Yeah, no more, man. That's it. Welcome. We welcome the new uh, world order. No. Yeah, we're just a bunch of old people complaining yeah, about being I'm gonna old. Yeah, we're going to be yelling at the clouds. The world ain't the same. We're going to be yelling at the clouds. Well, it's not the same week. as it used to be. Yeah. No, hopefully that shit don't happen. But, but that was a lot of information. But It um, was, man. It was. That's why it was a two-parter. It was kind of hard to... Uh, it was kind of hard to... I don't know. It was just a lot of information. It was just kind of hard to put it all together for me. It was. I know it was. I, I know a lot of... Uh, all these. It's weird because there's a lot of different incidences that that don't seem like they 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 matter they belong together you know yeah. but they do when you do when you when you have it down that timeline they're kind of like yeah there's there's like little steps that they exactly taken one led to the to other get to that point yeah to get to that point where they're like controlling everything mm-hmm. yeah it's really interesting but yeah new world order let's let's see what happens next i'm excited i'm excited for the future yeah <laughs> Alright, so I think we had enough of the internet for tonight, so uh, thanks for getting creepy with us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone.